Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 16 of the Aviation Spotters podcast. I am your host, Colin. I hope you guys thoroughly enjoyed last week's episode with Jeremy Dwyer Lindgren, or JDL as we all call him. I honestly think that I'm going to have him back just to tell some of his aviation stories because, my God, that guy has some absolutely astonishing stories. Don't you agree with me? And also, guys, please make sure to go check out the Facebook page, The Aviation Spotters Podcast. And start, remember, guys, start using the hashtag, um, hashtag Aviation Spotters Podcast and hashtag AvSpottersPod. That helps me see everybody's photos. And now Instagram and Facebook and Twitter are now letting me see hashtags again. So please, guys, start tagging people with that. Start using them in your own photos. And that allows me to go see your photos and... You know, see who see who we can get next here on the show. Speaking of the show, uh, my guest this week is halfway around the world. Uh, we have a 13-hour time difference right now, and it is currently 7:30, about 7:40 in the morning my time, but 8:40 p.m. his time. Um, the sun has set on both places, and the sun's about to come up around that. So my guest this week has been published in multiple aviation magazines, Aero International Magazine, Aero International, in-flight magazines of multiple airlines, Vista Air, SpiceJet, Indigo, uh, Pawan, uh, Hans Helicopters, and more. Uh, we're going to find out in total what my guest has been published in here in a bit. So it is my pleasure to introduce, all the way from New Delhi, India, Mr. Sandeep Shuresh. Sandeep, good morning or good afternoon or good evening. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, depending on where you are, all of you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much. It's, I'm so excited, too. I'm really looking forward to this. Absolutely, man. You have some absolutely amazing work that I just could not pass you up because you do take some... Like, some of the photos that got me to get you on the show is a lot of your some of the indian military stuff which i think the indian military uh, and the air force and the navy has them this very unique aircraft that's a mix between the united states built and the and the english built and then just the russian built stuff too and seeing a lot of that stuff is is pretty cool but um no problem at all thanks for taking my invitation and let's have some fun this afternoon or thank you so much oh yes absolutely so let's uh let's get to know a little bit man so where are you from and how i got into photography and how i got into aviation and stuff like that yeah so i uh so i'm in new delhi india and uh, i was born and brought up here my dad works with pavan hans helicopters so it pavan hans was uh, formerly known as helicopter corporation of india and my dad has been working in the company for more than 25 years. And that's that's how I got into aviation. Like, I, as a kid, I used to accompany him to his office. And, you know, like, kids of my age would want to go to an amusement park or, you know, play with friends or whatever. I used to accompany my dad to his office on weekends. And that was my thing to do. And also, when I was a kid, uh, that was a time when the company, you know, was, was expanding rapidly. So almost every month, new helicopters were coming in from the U.S. Like we were getting the Bell 206 and the Bell 407s coming in. So I, I, I that was my thing to do. I, I, you know, I was really excited. I was really, I, I really wanted to be there while all of these helicopters were coming together. They were assembled. So that's that's how I got got interested in aviation. And uh, uh, at least when it comes to photography, I did not start, uh, you know, plane spotting uh, as such till uh, at least 2016 and uh, before that I was just you know I was just really I used to read a, read a lot about airplanes I used to kind of write articles about airplanes and Microsoft Flight Simulator has always been a part of my life I don't know since the beginning of time and uh, 2016 onwards I started clicking airplanes and uh, that's how I started and uh, a few like uh, I think uh, uh, maybe a two months after I start clicking is when I started my own page like uh, a friend a very close friend he actually pushed me pushed me into starting my page and that's how I started my page called Delhi Spotter on Instagram yeah we'll get uh, into your handles and stuff later on here in a bit when we start talking about uh, 
you know, working, finding work and all that. But, uh, so this helicopter company, what is the, your, your, when your dad used to work for, or still works, uh, for yeah, he's, he's still with, uh, he's still with, uh, uh, the company and, uh, it's one of uh, Asia's biggest helicopter corporations. Uh, they have a fleet of around, I think 50 plus helicopters and most of it consists of dolphin, uh, helicopters and, uh, Dolphins, so the fleet has Dolphins, uh, Bell 407s, Bell 206, uh, AS350, B3, uh, and a couple of uh, MI172s. So that's, oh, the, wow. that's the fleet. Yeah. Uh, and they are the biggest uh, uh, helicopter corporation in, I think, uh, in all of Asia. And they're also the biggest, they're also one of the biggest operators, operators of uh, Dolphin helicopters in the world. So what is the primary um, kind of duty of, of this company? Like, what do they primarily do? They are, as as far as deployment is concerned, they are almost in every part of India, and mostly in, into remote locations and stuff like where, uh, you know, hilly hilly regions and all of these places where people don't like there are they don't even have proper roads and stuff. So there we have like there's uh, like places like Arunachal Pradesh. These are very hilly hilly areas. So uh, a few of our helicopters, few of Pavanan's helicopters are located there, and then they're also used for uh, by ONGC for offshore flying, like oil rigs and stuff. And then mm. they, the helicopters are also very actively used during election times in India because you know VIPs. Uh, so a lot of VIP flying is done by Pavanan's during election times and stuff. So pretty much everything. So they they cover a lot of areas. That's pretty cool. Um, is your dad a pilot? No, he's not. He is in the managing uh, side of. Okay. Well, still pretty cool to be just to be around the whole, you know, the whole aviation industry like that. And I think that's a great way to, to get started like that too. Is you know, you you even though your dad isn't flying, you're still there, which I think is think is pretty cool. True. That's true. I I owe my love for aviation to him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Even though my dad wasn't a pilot or whatnot, but he he still got me into uh, aviation as a whole. Just you know, so I you know I am thankful for that. Since you started spotting in two thousand sixteen, so yes, uh, man, I I thought you've been doing it a lot longer. What other hobbies outside of uh, uh, plane spotting and aviation photography uh, do, do you have? I I like gaming. I I like uh, like I would not call myself a hardcore gamer though. But I like gaming, and then I I, I I like riding, like I do a lot of bike riding. Although lately I've not been able to do it again, because the world has uh, <laughs> come to a standstill. So I've not <laughs> been able to do it properly. But yes, I like riding my bike a lot. And uh, I used to go for long rides around uh, in Delhi and you know, uh, weekends, uh, on weekends I would just take my bike and just go uh, anywhere with friends. And we had, we used to have a riding club. Uh, so we used to just go for rides, random rides on weekends and used to do a lot, but lately I've not been able to do it again, but again, all other hobbies are pretty much revolving around aviation only like, uh, hmm. say for Microsoft flight simulator, it just came out. So it does take a lot of time. Uh, I, I, I like swimming and I've been swimming since, uh, maybe, I don't know, 2003. It it, it it has just always been there in my uh, computer since yeah. uh, then and I've been using this uh, using all uh, versions of the simulator since then the flight simulator 2004 then the flight simulator X and X-Plane and all of those and it the new one just came out did you have the chance to try it out? yeah I actually just finished my computer build uh, specifically for um, Microsoft Flight Simulator, because like you said, you know, I've been flight simming also since like, I think like flights in 2000. Oh, wow. You know? uh, yeah, like we used to have some also, but I've never had a, a very fast computer to run flight sim. And I've just been kind of using my old laptop, my old gaming laptop from my 2012, which, eh, yeah, it, was got, it got pretty old and I knew it was, it was not going to be able to run the new Microsoft Flight Sim. And so over the past year and a half, I've just kind of piece together a computer build and I built a monster and you now I'm running flight sim at ultra at 60 frames per second right now so I can't complain what is your gaming handle if anybody wants to are you like on twitch or anything like no I'm not I'm not as I said I am not like a hardcore gamer so I am I don't play a lot of multiplayer games 
so I wouldn't really, I don't really have a handle for gaming as such. All right. Well, we'll can go maybe uh, later in the, in the later in the show. We can uh, kind of plug if anyone wants to come fly with you on flight sim. You know, we can kind oh, of yeah. plug you and all that. And yeah, definitely that. Um, so real quick, I just have a kind of a question because I are New Delhi and Delhi are there just two cities that are pretty much just side by side. This same. Okay. Technically, they're just the same place. Yeah. Okay, so when you said riding your bike, I'm assuming that you always had some some new places to go to just because uh, Delhi is a just a gargantuan city, right? Yeah, uh, so when it comes to going rides, we hardly have time to always go out, out of Delhi. And uh, because of the geographical location of Delhi, we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, say forests or uh, say beaches or anything like that. So we are stuck with uh, kind of whatever already is there in Delhi and so we just go to like India Gate, you must have heard of India Gate. So it's like a 30 minute ride from my house. So what we do is we wake up at around 5 uh, in the morning and we just we just go to India Gate, chill for a bit there and have breakfast and just, just come back. And so, you know, small rides and sometimes we go to uh, Rajasthan, like, you know, uh, place like Jaipur. That's like uh, the last uh, the last time I went for such a ride was when I uh, rode for around 177 kilometers one side to this uh, palace called Patan Mahal. So it, it, it was a palace and it still is actually, but it, it, it kind of has been converted into a heritage hotel. So we go for that, those rides too, but again, you don't always get time to do that. I did a lot of uh, road biking up here growing up and still here and there so i mean i'm you know we're not in a big city like delhi so but we have people you know run us off the road and stuff like that and it's just it just sucks you know but uh one last question before we start moving it on uh what would you consider your home airport uh that that would be uh, delhi international uh, indira gandhi international airport and uh, the airport is like 20 minutes away from my house and that's where i do all my spotting Awesome, and we're going to be definitely be talking about that uh, at that uh, here in a second. So uh, let's move it on, man. Let's start talking about camera gear. Uh, what type of cameras do you currently use, and uh, what kind of equipment have you used in the past? Uh, so I, uh, I, I currently I've been using a Nikon D5200 for almost three years now, uh, with a 7300 lens and a 50mm prime and the kit 18 lens. The thing is, I have not really invested much uh, when it comes to gear because uh spotting is not really legal in india uh you you really have to you know you go out spotting you the the security uh personnel don't really want to see you with big cameras and lenses so uh, a lot of spotters don't uh invest in very expensive gear here and what i do is when i go for air shows and stuff so i just uh, rent a gear for say a week or something and uh, my go-to camera would be like a, a Nikon D810 or an E50 or something like that. So that's 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 something I love to uh, rent uh, when I go for air shows and stuff. Well, I did not realize that spotting was was pretty frowned upon in India. Oh, it I is. I did not know that. Oh, it is. It is. It, it, it's definitely it's very very difficult to spot in India. It's not all that difficult. So. Uh, we have one eye on the aircraft and the other eye is literally scanning uh, the premises for people looking at us. They're, you always have people looking at you and they are always like, okay, what are you up to? It's just really difficult in India. It's not all that easy to spot in India. And for that reason, you will not find a lot of, uh, you know, uh, spotters in India. Like, there still are many, but, you know, you'll not just not as many as you would find in any other part of the world. Are you able to like obtain permission from like the airport authority to say, hey, you know, like we're going to be out here today or um, uh, how, not, how, how's that stuff kind of kind of work? Not for anything outside the airport. Again, because even if you write to the authority, they don't really respond. Like they don't, they just don't. We can uh, try and get airside permission, but again, that's even, uh, that's not all that easy, especially in a uh, place like Delhi because Delhi also has a lot of military traffic going on and a part of the airport is run by the Indian Air Force. Uh, so we don't really, it's not all that easy to get uh, permission to go airside in Delhi. Like we, I just went airside uh, yesterday. United had just started mm -hmm. their uh, Chicago, uh, Delhi 
uh, service yesterday and we went through this uh, uh, through ground handling company called uh, Bird Bird Group like it's BWFS so they invited us over for uh, an airside shoot uh, but that that it, it it just happens like once in a year or something otherwise it's it's super difficult to uh, spot in Delhi we don't have a lot of spots and even if there are they're all there's there's too much security for some reason it's people are just too paranoid when it comes to spotting the, the authorities are just very paranoid when it comes to spotting like what can we possibly do with a camera it's beyond me but again people are too paranoid i i honestly did not know that i i am about to learn so much stuff <coughs> excuse me from this episode and I mean, I then you manage then to swing some absolutely amazing photos then um, in in this in, under your circumstances. That is absolutely incredible. So hats off to all you Indian spotters there. Thank you there. so much. Thank that you so much. Ab absolutely incredible. Then what you guys are doing, I honestly did not know that. Oh yes, it is. It's like uh, it's actually it's actually very difficult to you know uh, uh, to spot in India, and for that very reason, anyone. Literally, not even good content. Anyone, literally, anyone who manages to manages to get a good picture of an aircraft in India deserves some credit because it's it's genuinely very difficult. Is there any legal implications? Like, can they arrest you and take you to prison if if they catch you? Uh, honestly, yes. Uh, and uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my friends, I would I won't be able to name him, but again, there have been instances where people have been arrested and taken in for questioning by uh, the police uh, just because they were caught spotting and you know they 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 what they do is they just take your camera they go through what you've clicked so the thing is people uh, people don't know something like plane spotting exists in india they are still unaware of it they don't know they they it's it's beyond their understanding to you know they they don't know why would you do that like why would you click pictures of planes then you have to kind of explain it to them that you know just like people click pictures of cars or animals or trees or whatever um, similarly, we click pictures of planes. How's that? How's that? You know, how's that a problem? But they don't understand. It's again for them. It's it's a matter of national national security, and they just uh, go through your entire thing. They they do a background check, and you know, if they're convinced, well and good. They'll let you off. They'll give you a warning, and they'll just let you go. Uh, but if they are not, they'll just take you in for questioning, and you know, all of that happens. So uh, you can't really be sure of what what of the consequences because. Uh, there are. I, I've had uh, multiple uh, instances where you know I've been asked by security personnel or you know the Delhi police uh, as to what I was doing, and uh, I I just simply tell them and try to explain. You know I I prove my identity uh, identity. I try to be sweet to them, and just tell them that this is what I'm doing, and you can go through my pictures, and uh, you don't you won't really find anything sensitive in it. Like you know something of very sensitive nature and. A uh, Delhi, when we spot in Delhi, unless we are attending some, say, some military uh, event or something, we try to not click any military traffic that comes into any any airport, and that's that's sort of like an unsaid rule in India. So, if, say I'm I'm spotting, I'm out spotting, and I see like a what like a Indian Air Force IL-76 coming, I will probably not click it because it's it's like that's just something we don't do. So for that, yeah. So I've had, I was telling you, I've had multiple instances where uh, uh, I've been asked by police personnel as to what I was doing. Then I just show them the pictures. They go through it. They, they I try. I try to show them my page or you know my, the pictures I've clicked. So this is what it is, and uh, they let me off. And the, the, there have been multiple instances where I've, you know, I've been asked questions. Uh, I, I've had to show my ID cards. I have to. I had to tell them where I work. What. Uh, multiple things so you can't really be sure of the consequences anything can happen so spotting is not really like we don't we can't be 100% uh, sure when we are spotting like half of our brain is uh, basically uh, thinking about okay what if someone sees what if a police car passes by which is unnecessary if you think about it like I mean that is we're not doing anything wrong that's that that's that's just part of spotting and then just start living with it Whoever manages to do it, I mean, you guys get some amazing, amazing, amazing photos. But, you know, this kind of makes me feel very uh, privileged just to be able to go to my airport at my own leisure and be able to, you know, take military photos and stuff like that. And, I mean, I, that's just, 
that makes me feel really, really privileged right there. And, I, and it should make a lot of other people listening privileged also to, you know, let is go to the airport at their own leisure. But, um, but uh, you do have some interesting military photos, and we'll we'll talk about that here in a bit. To an icon D5200, just kind of basic stuff, and I completely understand that if it's like a bigger air show, then you're going to invest and rent the bigger equipments and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I honestly think that that's perfect. Do you do any other uh, photography outside of plane spotting? I I like doing portraits. Again, just as a you know, just like you know, I do it with friends. I'm out with friends. I I like I I just do it for the sake of it because I, I like doing portraits. Yeah. I like licking birds again. I don't know much about birds again, but I, I like clicking birds and just 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 treat life in general. Um, so let's start talking about the aviation specific questions, if that's cool with you. Yeah. All right, man. So what is your favorite airplane of all time, and then like kind of like your favorite aircraft to take photos of? Damn, that is a difficult question. <laughs> uh, well, uh, see, when it comes to commercial aviation, there's literally just one queen, like the Boeing seven four seven. There are only two categories of aircraft, Boeing 747 and non-Boeing 747. I absolutely love the 747s. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure a lot of Eve Geeks agree with me uh, that it's just it's just too beautiful. But again, other than that, I'm I uh, I'm learned to I, I you know I'm I really like military aircraft. So uh, I yeah. would say I I absolutely love the MiG 21. Like I, I absolutely love that aircraft. Also because the Indian Air Force still kind of flies them. Uh, we have a little over a, a hundred aircraft still, and uh, they've been flying for more than sixty years with uh, almost wow. sixty years uh, with India. And we've we've actually had multiple versions of the aircraft. Uh, like we had the uh, FL, then the PF, M, and Bison. The current version is called the Bison. So we've had multiple versions of the MiG-21 fly for the Air Force, and uh, it's 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 just there is something about the aircraft that you know I really I'm just stare at it for I can just stare at it for hours. Although that said, I've never had the chance to uh, really click that aircraft as much as I would have wanted to. But I I still would like to do it. Although the MiG 21s will be phased out very soon from the Air Force uh, because the Tejas fighters are slowly coming in, joining the Air Force and replacing the MiGs. Uh, but again, that's one aircraft I really, really love, and I would really like to click more of more of them before they're gone for good. I have never seen a flying Big Twenty One in person, so if there is ever an Indian air show that hopefully might happen soon, and they're featuring the Big Twenty One, you might expect me over there. Oh, that's amazing because we are we are uh, there's a there's an air show coming in uh, in February, Aero India. Uh, you you must have heard of Aero India. It's 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 happening in uh, in February. And there is a good chance, at least I, I hope so, that the MiG-21s uh, start flying because this is most likely the last time we get to see the MiG-21 and the Mi-35 helicopters. So I am really looking forward to the show and it's happening in February, like next to next month. Mark your calendars for that. <laughs> I am going to be looking into that potentially. Also, uh, like MiG-21 is obviously my favorite, but there are two other aircraft that have just been very like they've just been very close to me. I absolutely love them. Uh, one is the F eighty six Saber and uh, the F four Phantom. Both of them are absolutely gorgeous. For some reason, I, I I really like. And it's it's just weird how I I like the way the the Phantom's wings are you know tilted upwards towards the edges. Like I I really like those two aircraft. Yeah. Did the Indian Air Force ever fly the uh, Phantom? No, no, not uh, neither of the two. So the F eighty six was flown flown by Pakistan. So <laughs> our Air Force has, has okay. kind of gotten used to going against them. But still, a beautiful aircraft is a beautiful aircraft, irrespective of the side. Yeah, so. I agree. The lo the military museum outside a uh, Gowan Field, which is the local uh, the the air guard side of the Boise Airport. They have a, uh, a RF-4, they literally pulled it off the line. The Idaho has a love affair with the Phantom because we used to be Phantom country. We um, the, the Guardian here flew the last active Phantom flights for the whole United States Air Force, um, obviously excluding the QF-4 program, which is the drone program. So the final Phantom flight for the U.S. Air Force occurred from Boise to Tucson to the Boneyard. But it was really cool in 2017. My listeners have heard this story many, many, many times. Back in the air show in 2017, there are 
two other Phantoms that are in the base, that are on the Heritage Park, and they repainted the RF4 and the uh, and the F4G Wild Weasel, and they towed the RF4 back from the Heritage Park, and they took her back to the flight line. Wow. So you so you saw a ten tail, an A10 tail, and then you saw a Phantom tail. Damn. Which was absolutely incredible to see for this couple of days putting her back on the flight line. Wow. Um, but that's that's kind of one going going back to the 747. I always thought the Air India scheme on the 747 was absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I, I really like their old livery, the one with the uh, the chrome belly. Uh, it was it was absolutely gorgeous. I I wish before the 747s are gone. Uh, at least they paint at least one aircraft in the heritage livery. I mean, I, I would absolutely kill yeah. to uh, see that livery again on a 747. It's it's very gracious. Although the, the current livery is, is just as beautiful. It's it's an absolutely beautiful livery. But nothing really comes close to the old uh, uh, chrome bellies. We don't see the chrome bellies anymore. That's that's kind of sad. I think the last time I saw it a is. full bare metal aircraft was the, I think, uh, the Cathay Pacific Silver, Silver Bullet. Absolutely gorgeous mm, aircraft. Yeah. I, 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 I really like those bare metal aircraft. I, 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 I do also. Um, yeah, if any, also, kind of a plug out there, if anybody guys listen to the Fighter Pilot Podcast, they have an episode specifically on the MiG-21, and their guest is um, a former Indian uh, air, air marshal, I believe. Um, so if you guys want to go listen to learn about the MiG-21 and specifically some of the Indian MiG-21s uh, go check out the Fighter Pilot Podcast and look at that episode um, great great episode that uh, that uh, Jella did over there definitely I'm going to be marking Aero India down likewise we're kind of talking to the pre-discussion I've always wanted to go visit India um, and you know go seeing I mean that's what I love about the Indian Air Force is just a mix of you know, NATO-built aircraft and then Russian-built aircraft and the Soviet-built aircraft. I, I just think that's a great, great mix. And also with the MiG-21, are they the um, the Chinese? No, no, no. These are these are these are uh, these are actually built by HAL. These are licensed built by HAL. In all, the Indian Air Force oh, really? has introduced more than twelve hundred of twelve hundred MiG-21s in the Air Force, and a good number of those were built by HAL in Bangalore. Uh, in India itself, uh, so most of our aircraft, the ones that are serving, are all from, all were manufactured in uh, HAL. Um, I'm assuming like kind of like ones that are kind of delivered from the Soviet Union or whatever were kind of already phased out by now for being too old. Yeah, yeah, they've they've they've, they've got done with. Uh, they don't even have blueprints apparently of the aircraft, so they've just completely gotten <laughs> gotten done with everything that relates to the MiG-21. Uh, we had a good lineup of MiGs, uh, like the F was had a good lineup of MiG. MiG aircraft uh, in the early 90s like we had the MiG-21, MiG-23, MiG-25, MiG-27, MiG-29 uh, you name it and we, we had that MiG and then slowly they started to go away and currently the only MiG uh, I think we just have the MiG-21 and the MiG-29 the MiG-27's got retired in December last year and uh, now the MiG-21, the 29, 29's are gonna go off for quite a while but the twenty ones will go away soon. They also have the uh, the the Sukhoi, the SU the SU thirty fives, right? Yeah, we have the SU thirties. SU thirties. Yes, my bad. Yes, you're really really interesting. Um, in two thousand eight, as a red as a red flag yeah, yeah, um, yep. workup, the the Indian Air Force brought over one of their uh, ill seventy six tankers and the SU thirties over to Mountain Home Air Force Base here in Idaho. If, if, if that was a tanker, it must have been the IL-78. Uh, oh, the 78, yes. But that, I've seen photos from 2008, and it was, an, just to see, I think it was the first that Indian Sukhois have ever landed on American soil. I guess it is, I guess it is. Because the, the, the Sukhois joined in, uh, the Sukhois were introduced in... Uh, 97 and then like a small batch of Sukhois came in in 97 I'm I can I you know I, I'm not completely sure of this they came in in 97 but they joined uh, the force the Indian Air Force in uh, big numbers uh, 2002 onwards so and I'm not sure if between 2002 and you know uh, the red flag uh, I don't think they ever came to the US so that's that's probably the first time they ever came into the US 
looking at practice photos, I just started spotting a mountain home last year, but yeah, man, I really, really, really wish I was able to see that because just to see Russian built aircraft in the U.S. is extremely rare, but to seeing Russian aircraft operated by another country is even better. And I agree. I, I was asking, do you do you have a favorite Soviet aircraft? Oh, my favorite Soviet aircraft. Yeah, it's the uh, uh, Il sixty two M. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. The, the big Vickers VC-10 Damn, I was just about to say that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful letter. I think about two of them are still flying. I'm not sure of that. Uh, yes, Rada, the cargo Rada one, the one that operates out of Belarus. Um, they actually, they just got a second one, potentially. Oh, okay. So there's two of them. Yeah, um, that's, that is my, I believe, on my spotting list. That is aircraft number two oh, wow. on the spotting list. And now I'm just curious, what's on number one? Number one, I believe, was is the, um, you know, this might actually be number one. I believe ah, this is okay. number one. I was about to say, no, number two, number two is catching uh, the Kubana um, AL-96 oh, yeah. doing a run up to Toronto. Because they still sometimes will run the old, it's having the, the Aeroflot scheme, they run it to Toronto oh. once in a while. That is also up there on the list, but yeah, definitely the Il-76. Unfortunately, it probably will never come here. Actually, the Open Skies, the, the Russian Air Force Open Skies Tupolev 154 has flown over Boise a handful of times uh, during oh, the wow. Open Skies flyover. So I've actually I've actually heard a Tupolev 154 from Boise and actually seen one. Granted, it's at 16,000 feet, but still, oh. <laughs> like, still it's, a, it's a Russian <laughs> Air Force Tupolev. I agree. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to say, do you have a least favorite aircraft to spot at all? Least favorite, again? <laughs> okay, this is one question. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, I, I, the answer for this question is going to be the same uh, if you ask anyone in India. Uh, I would I would not really call it my least favorite uh, aircraft to spot, but the most common aircraft that you'll find in India is an Indigo A320. And uh, people <laughs> don't want to spot it anymore. Now, right after this, I, my friends are going to kill me because my most of my most of my pilot friends are all flying for Indigo, and uh, they're not going to be very happy <laughs> about this. But again, uh, every time you see a Indigo, like it's like ten Indigo 320s land, and then there's there are like two Air Indias, and there's like one Vistara, another ten Indigos come. So that's that's the kind of frequency they have a huge fleet, and they are a huge airline now. Uh, they're doing really well. For, but again, uh, kind of don't want to spot them anymore because it's the same thing, the same aircraft. You also have been published by Indigo too. So. Yeah, I, well, yes. <laughs> but again, uh, so again, that said, uh, we used to, uh, you know, it's quite sad how Jet Airways went down because this is what we used to do with Jet Airways as well. The 737, there were too many 737s coming in. Uh, unless one day they just stopped, uh, you know, <laughs> until one, one day they just stopped. So it's it's also kind of sad how you know now we don't get any of those so we kind of think you know when they were coming in we should have just gotten all of them with our discussion a few minutes ago about how plane spotting is kind of frowned upon in india you know i think then that sort of situation you guys wouldn't have a least favor i mean it's kind of like every shot counts true way that's then. true that's very very true so what is the the rarest aircraft you've ever taken a photo of and i'm and i'm pretty sure you guys have some pretty rare aircraft that I fly in that part of the world. We do get a lot of uh, rare traffic, like we do get a lot of AN-12s coming in, uh, a lot of AN-12s for that matter, we motor siege and all these airlines, like we get a, uh, we get AN-12s, uh, we still get a lot of IL-76 uh, aircraft coming in. But I guess my, if, if you ask me, my uh, rarest air catch would be, I think uh, i have to i think it would be like the tiger moth simply because it's like the oldest aircraft in my collection uh, the the indian air force has an uh, a completely restored tiger moth in its uh, vintage flight so i think that has to be my rarest aircraft ever that's pretty cool that is super cool for people that don't know what the tiger moth is the tiger moth is like a dual engine biplane in a way um, built by de Havilland in the, like the 1920s and the 1930s, I believe. Really, really cool aircraft. There are some that are still fun in the U.S., but I mean, having an Indian Air Force restored one, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we even have a Howard uh, flying. Uh, again, both of them were restored to 
fine condition and uh, there are basically there are three aircraft which are part of the Indian Air Force vintage flight there's a C47 uh, there's a there's a uh, Tiger Moth and there's a Howard the Howard the Howard that's cool that is it's really beautiful cool life. my mistake by the way the Tiger Moth is a single, single engine yeah, yeah. biplane I'm thinking of the Dragon uh, Rapide again very beautiful life. I'm assuming they kind of bring those to air shows. They do. And stuff they like do. That they, uh, they are. They are. They are at all air shows. Uh, I recently saw them uh, at the Air Force Day celebrations on the October eighth. Uh, so both the Howard and uh, the Tiger Moth were there. Although the Howard didn't really fly uh, for some reason, but uh, I saw the uh, the Tiger Moth fly. It's still a very beautiful sight. Oh, absolutely. So I'm assuming air shows in India then are a very big deal because that's kind of the one day you're able to go take aviation. Oh, us. absolutely. Uh, yeah, that that's that's why you know I'm looking forward to Aero India so much because uh, it happens once in two years. So there are two air shows. Aero India is like a proper air show. Again, we have something called uh, Wings India as well. It's not really an air show. It's more like a snooze fest with planes parked on the apron. You can just go see and nothing really happens there. So I would not really call it an air show. It's more like a show where you can also see planes. Uh, but Aero India is like a proper air show. We, uh, it's, it's like a proper fest. We wait for it for two years and the entire aviation community of India is there. Like, uh, because it's so difficult to sort of uh, spot in India, the aviation community, the aviation photographer community is also not very big. We have a small community, so the entire community is there uh, in Bangalore at that time. So we are there for like four or five days. All of us meet. There are so many people uh, that you know uh, that we probably have would have known for years, and you know we we would meet them for the first time ever. Uh, so it's it's like a good kind of a meet and greet thing. Also keeps happening in the background. It's it's like a good vibe uh, during those during that one week of Aero India really looking forward it's it's starting on the 3rd of february awesome i like i said i'm going to see if i can mark the calendars for that uh, it's kind of leading off of that discussion then uh, i'm a, so what what is your favorite uh, kind of event like off airport location per se uh i i would have to say it's aero india uh, because again we we yeah. don't have a lot of air shows in india again uh, there are small events uh, there's multiple small events like we go airside and but then that's again not like a proper event that's just we just go airside we click a few pictures and we just come back but like a proper air show sort of a thing is uh, only uh, aero india so i i would i would say aero india awesome yeah it's kind of kind of assuming that just but uh, hey man that's still that's freaking awesome you guys are able to this kind of that there's such a nice small tight-knit community and stuff and you guys just are able to you know, do all this stuff together and and dodge dodge police together too. <laughs> <laughs> Got any some spotting stories? Anything like that for uh, for the listener out there? To something you know interesting happened to you guys at all, or anything funny, scary? Yes, I mean, okay. So this this again. Uh, so all, <laughs> if you ask any spotter in uh, India about their uh, spotting stories, at least ninety uh, percent of them will involve the police for some reason because. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty much revolve around yeah. the police as well. So uh, this was, I think, 2016 when I had just started spotting. So I was, honestly, I was not aware of all the uh, legal problems and, you know, I did not know that it's not really allowed. So this was, uh, I think, uh, the 6th or the 7th of October in 2016. So that was just wrong on multiple uh, levels because... Uh, during that time, uh, during, uh, during uh, you know, in 2016, there were some uh, problems. Uh, there were there was a lot of tension between India and Pakistan at that time, like so much that people were anticipating yes, a yeah. full-blown war to happen. And uh, also because it was the seventh, sixth or seventh of October, uh, there was a lot of tightened security uh, because eighth of October is Air Force Day, so a lot of military traffic also sometimes comes into Delhi and. I did not ha think about either of these and I just went ahead and started spotting. It was a very foggy day and I just started spotting there and I, I saw a few locals staring at me. I did not really bother because I was kind of expecting it. I, I was like, okay. And I just went ahead and I, I started clicking. Uh, 
a few maybe like 10 15 minutes later i see uh, about four or five uh, military uh, officers oh, actually not officers military personnel walking towards me with their guns and all of those things i kind of figured that they're walking towards me so you know just so that they don't think i up to something mischievous i just kept on clicking i did not really look back at them i just continued clicking so they came uh, they stood behind me and they just called me ki uh, so come here and like yes uh, and they uh, were like the first question they asked me was like what are you doing I'm like just clicking pictures you know i'm clicking pictures uh, they were like of 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 what like airplanes It's like but why like uh, because it's a hobby i like to click pictures of airplanes the question so these guys so that's why that that's exactly what i was telling you people don't know that such an such a hobby exists so he goes like but why why would you click pictures of airplanes so i had to explain it to him i was like so just like how just how you would click pictures of cars or anything for that matter i am interested in aviation i like clicking pictures of planes so that's what i'm doing so he's like no this is not allowed it's it's about national security you're not supposed to be doing this you're not supposed to be here be here you can't do this uh, he just took my camera from me he started going through all of the pictures he didn't really find anything suspicious so that's that was fine but again because of all the tensions between india and pakistan at that time they were not completely sure if you know if this is what i was actually doing so they took my parents number and you know they wanted to speak to my mom my dad they wanted to they kind of wanted to check my my entire background my my dad's background my mom's background uh so they they went to that extent they actually you know were about to call my mother and check uh if you know i am actually their son they took my ids they picked click pic- clicked pictures of me with the equipment uh and you know uh, of my id and all of those things and then they were kind of convinced and thankfully they were all young officers you know some of them were young so they kind of got what what i was doing they were like don't really don't worry but you know how things are right now and you should not have been here kind of understood i apologize but uh, they had to do their duty and then after that uh, a police car also came in so at that point i i pretty much lost it <laughs> i was like i'm done <laughs> i'm going to jail for sure uh but then this they uh you know just they they were having some sort of a discussion among themselves and uh they I, i i'm i'm guessing they called the seniors and they're like no we check the background he's fine he was just clicking pictures and they returned my camera and they told me not to be you know not to spot from here from anywhere for that matter they're like you know now you can go but if you uh you know if you have any any uh doubts or anything uh we can call you and you will have to come so that was my first proper <laughs> uh sort of uh, encounter with the police relating to spotting and i did not go spotting needless to say wow. i did not spot for at least 3 uh, 4 months after that and that's when i was like yeah i can't really sit here and not do not do it when i start taking my own precautions i stopped uh, you know staying at one spot for more than say more than an hour or so i would just go click and come back If something special is coming in we just go we yeah. click and we just come back that's pretty much what every everyone in uh, india does that is that is so interesting man and you know like i said earlier it just kind of makes you feel really privileged to be able to go out there and take you know a lot of people go be able to take photos at an airport and stuff like that and you know i mean hopefully one day that people in india will realize how big of a hobby it is not just in india but globally as well you, you know that that said that said the weird part is it, see only the security agencies are you know very paranoid when it comes to these uh the airlines and say uh the the social media handle of uh, say delhi airport they they very supportive of spotters like they want us to go out there and spot they even keep sending you messages that you know do you have any good pictures that you would like to get reposted the airlines in india are super supportive and uh, so it's basically just the security agencies that are you know that that are they they still need to open up to the fact that something like plane spotting exists or maybe they know they just don't want to accept it <laughs> that's i think that's just how it is yeah the other thing too is is as a spotter you guys are able to keep an eye on the airport too like you guys are like kind of watching the airport and stuff and you know if you have support from 
uh, you know, the, the, the airport itself, the, all the airlines and such, it, that's, that does really suck that you guys have to, you have to dodge all these hurdles and all that, but at the end of the day, you know, maybe one day people will realize that spotters aren't like nerdy people going out to the airport. Okay, well, we kind of are nerdy and going out to the airport, but, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're also there to watch. You know, and if you guys are not taking photos of the military aircraft, which, you know, it's, it's kind of the unspoken rule, and you guys are playing by that, like, okay, for national defense, we won't take this photo of this military exactly. plane coming in. But at the same time, like, commercial aircraft, you know, it's... And if you have support from the airlines and the airport authorities all around India, I don't see why sure. it would be a big deal. And you guys are obviously doing the right thing by not taking the photos of those military aircraft if it is a national security thing. Hopefully one day that will change, and that would usher in a new wave of Indian aviation enthusiasts because you guys have a lot, a lot of amazing stuff over there, and I really hope that someday he'll be able to go out to the world. I really do. Thank you so much. Before we start wrapping up, man, I have another question for you. What is your favorite Indian built aircraft? Like a commercial aircraft? No, just any Indian built aircraft in general. Which one is your favorite? Oh, Indian built aircraft. Okay. We don't have a lot of Indian built aircraft, so I will have to say uh, the Tejas. Uh, have you heard of the Tejas? The HAL Tejas. Uh, okay. I don't believe it's, I have. It's again, I, I, ha I have had to. I have had uh, the opportunity to see that aircraft fly, and also, you know, go and see the aircraft in person. First of all, it's an absolutely beautiful aircraft, and uh, I really hope it's going to push. Uh, you know, it's going to add a lot of value to the Indian Air Force. So I would say I think I think my favorite Indian built aircraft has to be the Tejas. Awesome. I just had to ask because I know uh, you still have some aircraft in a, a domestic Indian built aircraft uh, company. So I just thought I'd have to uh, have to ask that question. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's start wrapping her up here. Do you have any tips, words of encouragement, or anything else you want to add for the listener out there? Uh, I would. I mean, you know. Uh, while there are many, many, you know, all these problems do exist in India, I don't think they should really uh, keep uh, people who want to spot away from the hobby because it's 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 a really beautiful hobby. Uh, you know, you should uh, really just get out there and start clicking. Uh, you know, obviously be careful, know what the risks are. You should, and you know, already uh, also, you don't really need very expensive gear. Uh, for sporting, especially here in India, or anywhere for that matter. As long as you know what you're doing, you love planes, just get into the hobby, start doing it, uh, take your precautions, know your surrounding, and uh, I think that's that's it. You can just, uh, you're good to go. I so much agree with you, with your saying you do not need expensive camera gear. I, I preach that to young spotters every single day that you do not need a $5,000 camera set up. Anything would work. And you prove it, too. It's, you know, I have my, my setup, my 5D Mark IV, because I do a lot of stuff that also requires a full-frame setup. Absolutely. I've seen your pictures. I agree. <laughs> like, I, I just don't do aviation stuff. I do a lot of other stuff outside of aviation that would really does require me to use a camera like that. But for spotting... Like some of my, for those who follow me on Instagram, you guys saw I just flew in a Denver Air Connection Metroliner. All of my photos I took from that were either A, on my phone, or B, from my old Pentax K30, which I've had now for almost 10 years. So it doesn't really matter what camera you have. And if you love aviation, you'll find a way to make everything work. But those are, that's absolutely absolutely great words of encouragement man and just tips in general i cannot agree with you more so as we said at the beginning of the show um what are your where can we pe where can we find your work man uh you, i know you your instagram handle but uh, is there anywhere else that people can go find your uh, your amazing work at uh most of my work is on instagram itself uh, the handle is called delhi underscore spotter and I don't put a lot of pictures on jet photos, but I am starting slowly starting to change that. But most of my work, uh, if people are interested to see my work, it's all on Instagram. Guys, go give him a follow. And um, Sandip, this has been an absolutely phenomenal discussion. I have learned so much in this hour, and I really hope the listener out there has as well. 
Um, so thank you so much for coming on and making this whole time zone stuff work out. Actually, thank you so much for inviting me for this, uh, you know, and thank you so much for waking up so early <laughs> specifically for this on, on, uh, on, you know, on the weekend. But I had so much fun. I, I really had a lot of fun in this conversation. I really looking. I'm really looking forward to meet you. Probably if you if you're uh, in India, uh, you know, in in Feb or any time. Hopefully, man. Yeah, that's always been a place I've always wanted to go. As we kind of talked in the in the pre-show, I've always loved the Indian culture and. Um, Indian food and this the whole and the, all that stuff and you know what we might make it happen one day We'll we'll let you know. I'll definitely let you know when I'm in the area and vice versa Absolutely, I know buddy. You said that you the a10 is one of your all-time favorite aircraft. So if you ever make it up here, man We are definitely going to do a hog spot <laughs> Oh, I'm looking forward to that then Definitely make that happen, but um, until then guys uh, I got to say my normal stuff as we always do right end of the show if you guys know anybody who you should, they should come on and talk aviation with me here on the Aviation Spotters podcast. You know what to do? Drop me a DM at boy spotter Instagram and Twitter. Send me a Facebook message and make sure to like our Facebook page of the Aviation Spotters podcast. And guys, please start using the hashtags: hashtag Aviation Spotters podcast, hashtag Av Spotters Pod. Start tagging that everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter. Start using those hashtags. I am following those hashtags. You guys use that. I will see your photos. You guys don't believe that? Well, you guys start doing that. I'll start liking those photos. Bet. And as always, if you guys have any questions for the show with me, or actually, in this case, for Sandip in India about Indian spotting, send me an email, askwaterspodcast.gmail.com. And I will send that question to him as well, because I know there's going to be a lot of questions out there about spotting in India. I will definitely shoot those over to him. Or go give him a follow, too, and ask him yourself. So, anyway, guys, uh, Sandip, anything else to add before we, uh, before we close it off here? I think, uh, I think yeah, pretty much that's pretty much it. If you have any questions that you would like to ask me, you can you know ask me through him, or you can just send me a message. I would love to help you out, because, uh, you know, the most spotters here in India, the easier it will be for us. So, yep. Awesome, man. All right, guys. That's going to do it for me here on episode 16 of the Aviation Spotters Podcast. We'll catch you next time here. And as always, keep those batteries charged and those cameras ready. And we'll catch you next time here on another episode of the Aviation Spotters Podcast. <laughs>